bunch of real genuine giggles right a, b- a bunch just chuckle fest if we're gonna make more dan cook references <laughs> well oh god please <laughs> god, please no. yeah, yeah you, look you can't you yeah. can't be all chuckle house okay you get a van damme well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome 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 to the first episode of the cynical nerd podcast uh my name is chris today i have with me scott how you doing buddy i'm doing good man i'm doing good uh my name is scott i uh i stream on twitch not mixer uh, and uh, I'm Swearwolf. I love horror, sci-fi, and uh, apparently I'm an MCU fanboy, according to Derek. Uh, maybe, maybe fuckboy. Also, I'm not sure. Fanboy, definitely. That's like. Was well, it with a Y or an I? Because I'll t- I'll take it with the I. It's with the I. The y. That's good. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, we also have Derek. How's it going, buddy? What's up? I'm Derek. Uh, I feel like I've done this twice before. Feels like. Um, Doctor Gloom, MD on Twitch, stream sometimes, and uh, th- that that's it. That's everything, Derek. Uh, and Twitch. This podcast is very much Doctor Strange fighting Dormammu um, for, for reasons. Yeah. Oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna bite my joke, bro? Oh, I, huh? I'm gonna bite that joke right hard. Off, right at the fucking gate? Because it's a fantastic joke. You should be proud of yourself. <laughs> so, we're gonna do this in a very loose format. We have uh, Week in Review news followed by a couple main topics of discussion. Um, right now, those main topics for today are The Boys Episode 5 and 6, Microsoft Purchases Bethesda, a, a side note here, show note, holy shit, because no one saw that coming. Uh, what, there's a WandaVision trailer, and then we're going to put some thoughts about the Amazon game service. So we can review right out the gate. Let me, uh, I'm going to take a little counter here of how many who gives a shits I get. Supergirl will be ending with season six. Do you care? No, no. Um, Did you watch any? No, I mean, I, I watched the trailer after that guy. I think it was Cohen. Cohen tweeted about how hard he was for Supergirl. Uh, and what has one has to wonder is he is he thinking about Supergirl now that he's in prison jacking off in his Saturday night? <laughs> I mean, is, has it come full circle? Is that his moment of irony? The great irony of his life, Coomb. But but also, Coomb, no, I don't, Coomb, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit at all. I couldn't. I could barely care about a Superman miniseries, let alone Supergirl. How about you, Derek? Yeah, it, it's I, I I've never been able to get into the fucking CW verse. Like it's just <laughs> not. It's just not good to me. I, I I never even tried to watch Supergirl, just to be candid. But I did try to watch. Um, the flash and seeing that it's the same, like it just seems so overproduced. Like there's not a fucking scuff on anyone's outfit. It's just like, <laughs> it just, it, it, it's just not my trying to guess. I, I know a lot of people are into it, but what's that? You unscuffed flash. I have, I unscuffed flash. <laughs> <laughs> you want some scuff marks on his outfit? Yeah. I, I want him to be dirty. I want him to be a dirty little bitch. <laughs> Should he be melting <laughs> through the soles of his shoes every time he comes back from a run? Yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. That's what I want to see. Uh, the Flash is the only show on the, the CW verse, which makes me cringe to say uh, out loud <laughs> that I actually ever gave a shit about. And even for that show, I only cared about it for the first, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe three seasons. And that could be a stretch. I've since stopped watching it unless there's some big fuck off crossover because those are usually just dumb fun. Did, can I ask you, did you also give a shit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point? No. OK, never watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. They, they really didn't give you a choice about that one. That was, was just <laughs> yeah. no, no way to even kind of enjoy that, ironically. Yeah. Remember that guy that we killed off and literally carried the entire emotional weight of our first big team up <laughs> film? Well, he's he's not really dead, uh, but he, he is mundane. 
He's mundane <laughs> in uh, from what I read. He's not dead, but he might as well be. We're, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna create the most convoluted uh, comeback arc in all of history, but still never tell any of those people who'd be really happy to know he's alive that he's alive. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, right? Yeah, you think they would notice though? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's the only thing to note about this is that they are coming out with a Superman and Lois show. Uh, I believe it's starting this this year with the the Tyler. Uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. Starts with an H. Tyler H. Playing Superman. Uh, he was an all right Superman. I didn't hate it in the show. Uh, what? Sorry, which which is he the guy who played him in one of the movies? No, no, no. That's the guy that played him in the actual CW. Whenever he was in a crossover or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's not terrible. He looks a little off. Like if you were to picture, do oh, he's bad to look at. That's yeah. I just pulled up a <laughs> man. It's not good. I, I I recommend you do it too. It's really not easy. <laughs> hard left. <laughs> hard left. Hard left. What's his name? Tyler. Uh, Ty, Tyler like Hoechlin. Yeah. Just H O E C H L. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, you look. Oh, at- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you guys are laughing at him so hard. You're making me defend a show I don't even like. Uh, <laughs> he looks okay, yeah. awkward on screen. And when I, they showed a picture of him, I was like, oh, he's not really doing it for me. He doesn't look the part of Superman or Clark Kent. But he like his his demeanor like pulls it off somehow on the show. I don't I don't know. Right. This guy looks like the kind of guy that Seth MacFarlane would think is a douchebag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I've never. <laughs> That's also such an insult in and of itself. Like, yeah, yeah. You're the kind of guy Seth MacFarlane would think is a bag of shit. <laughs> well, listeners, what, once you once you uh, just pull up that Google uh, image search for Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. It'll all make sense. It's really not good. There's yeah. there's nothing redeeming about it. So moving on, uh, um, unless you have any final thoughts on Tyler Hoechlin. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, if they're, if they're doing a Lois and Clark theories, like it's got to be Dean Cain or get the fuck out. You know what I mean, I want that that corny, cheesy, almost David Lynch esque Superman, Lois and Clark, where it's it's just weekly, shallow, episodic content. You know I mean, I don't want them to try to do yeah. something serious with it because it's. It doesn't work well in, in a short form format like that, where every mm-hmm. week you have to keep it dramatic. Right. I just, agree. Yeah. I mean, they're canceling Supergirl. They're going to have this Superman and Lois show going on. I, I don't know. Like, I, I really, uh, I don't, I don't also give much of a shit. I just thought we should, <laughs> we should bring it up because it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I didn't think the show was doing that poorly. I thought it was like their third most popular show out of all the I thought it got canceled like three years ago like <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was still on I'm gonna be honest when I, when I saw that in there I'm like why are we going over old news and I was like oh it's <laughs> it's, it's not old news at all I haven't heard anything about, I don't know anyone who's even heard a rumor about that show I have yeah. like I, I didn't I had no idea it was still on but I'm sorry to see it go <laughs> I can really tell the sincerity in your voice so so is Cohen bro so is Cohen. Um, the next thing coming up, uh, we haven't discussed this. I don't even really think amongst ourselves. There's a new universe, which is basically the Disney relaunch of the old Republic for Star Wars. It's going to be called Star Wars, the High Republic, which instantly conjures very stupid childlike images in my head of Jedi's smoking weed. Um, and they have, you know, it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty basic <laughs> premise. It's, it's, you know, a thousand years ago, uh, there's a great evil that emerges. And this is what the Republic was back then, you know, there were a ton of Jedi. There's a great piece. It's a, it's a nice fuck off reset button for them to be able to go. We're not touching anything that, you know, and I'm sure they're going to end up somehow referencing something. 
Um, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. They can't help themselves when it comes to the fan no. service. It's like they, it's, it's like Red and Stimpy, the episode where there's that giant red button, and he's his eyes are literally just glued to it, like suction cups. <laughs> they like when they see an opportunity for fan service, they jump on it every yeah. single time. So that's why, like, getting J.J. Abrams, who's like the king of fan service, uh, uh, to do you know seven and nine. You just knew it was coming, which made it a little easier, but yeah, a little heavy handed. Yeah. So the description and it's not a thousand years. I misspoke. Uh, set 200 years before the events yeah, of the Skywalker saga, the High Republic takes place in a prosperous, mostly peaceful era in which Jedi Knights serve as sort of sheriffs of the Old West, maintaining justice and order in the potentially dangerous Outer Rim region of the galaxy. Uh, we know the so it's going to be a bunch of interconnected narratives, comics, I assume some kind of show. They haven't really announced a whole lot besides the comic kickoff portion of it, but there's going to be a lot of interconnected ones. Um, mm-hmm. The series villain is called the the Nihil, N-I-H-I-L, uh, like nihilist, I guess, as a group of right. anarchic marauders with some unique abilities. But they don't go so far as to say like force wielders, but right. they're fucking force yeah. wielders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, um, you could read that shit between the lines if you were blind. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, my, my whole thing is I'm not like I, I'm glad to see them doing a reset. I'm glad that we're going to get something that's potentially fresh and, and like even just a different perspective. I would love to see something that's, that's not from the perspective of, an, of a fucking Jedi again. Right. I mean, I would love to yeah. see a show that maybe does focus on that conflict, but we see it from the perspective of like smugglers, you know, bounty hunters, a wide variety of characters with different perspectives. Because I think that's one of the things that's been so great about The Mandalorian is we're exploring this world that we're all so familiar with from a brand new perspective we've never seen before. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's like, you know, one of the things, one of the issues with star Wars, uh, like the main flagship movies, like the numbered movies is you have these kind of boring, predictable storylines because, um, there's so much fucking money tied up in them that they don't want to take any risks. Right. Um, so I think that the star Wars, even before, you know, the handoff to Disney has shined in those like sub stories. And obviously, uh, the old Republic or Knights of the old Republic rather, were excellent games. Um, you have like this whole series of books of breakoffs, you know, like people swear by um, the, the pre Disney sale uh, Boba Fett novels. Yeah. Um, yeah, excellent. yeah. It, it, there's, there's not much on the line for those writers. Not there's, you understand what I'm saying in comparison to, right. You know, star Wars 10, there's not uh, much on the line so they can really like flesh out uh, and, and hyper fixate on sort of less explored uh, facets of the universe. Right. So I'm, I'm pumped for it. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the real key there with any Star Wars thing is to flesh out the universe. So if it's a big narrative fuck off interconnected like spider web, take the time to do the what some might consider more boring story arcs to flesh out characters in a way that gives them some kind of narrative impact so that when you actually do those big moments, you give a shit because it, the yeah. only way it'll succeed is if they give us characters that we actually are invested in, in some, in some manner. But the 200 years thing is also kind of worrying to me. I know I'm the eternal optimist of the group, but like it's only 200 years. So Yoda's around and he's a Jedi yeah. and he's still a fairly well-trained Jedi. I mean, he's, what was he? 800 or 900 when he died. Yeah. So 900, I think yeah, it's, yeah, I so mean, he's, he's, he's having a midlife crisis right about now. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's like, gosh, he's driving a Corvette, banging a young, you know, yeah, Twilight. He's, uh, he's, like, he's going home at night and he's going, hmm, dick will not rise. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fucking toupee he's, and yeah. he's not convincing anyone with that fucking <laughs> toupee. That, uh, it doesn't that, match his skin tone at all. Fighting that yeah. erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I actually think, um, you know, it, some of the things with like 
you have the old Republic and Knights of the old Republic, which take place, I don't know, thousands of years before. And things are like largely the same. Yeah. Like you have this super technologically advanced um, galaxy. And so it's like, there. I guess at some point you hit a wall and, and what else can you really do? There are differences, right. but it's not, it's not a whole lot. No, no, this so isn't an R2 like, unit. It's an R, it's R1. This is a yeah. full generation <laughs> before on these bad boys. They only switch yeah, generations yeah, yeah. every like thousand years because they, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's really going to, I don't think, I, I think they could have said 800 years until like none of those numbers mean anything at this point. So in any event, I think they're just trying to say like, it's not what we've seen before. It's in a time period we haven't seen. So right. I don't know. I, I, I think you could do some cool shit with that. And my understanding is the reason that they picked that time was uh, from that article that you linked was that um, uh, it, it takes place around some event where there was like a huge freight in hyperspace that blew yeah. apart that something happened and now all the pieces of this uh freighter are like flying through hyperspace just popping up in yeah. different places i'm glad you brought it up because uh that that's actually a really cool backdrop to the entire setting that i for i failed to mention so bad hosting duties but uh yeah no they literally <laughs> they're like these pieces can go anywhere like one they could be in they could end up on core worlds and cause devastation or they could hit these outer outer rim planets so yeah it's interesting right. to see and look i mean they're literally propping up the MacGuffin and going look we can throw this wherever the fuck we want to you know what i mean they, oh there's a big battle and the heroes are losing but space debris yeah what are you gonna do buddy <laughs> saved everybody's time oh man a deus ex machina who saw that yeah. coming oh it split up the platform they're on perfectly in the middle so the heroes can escape if they do that one more fucking time i'm done with star wars one more fucking time and also i, I just want to say if for some reason r2d2 appears 200 years before the events of the Phantom Menace, I fucking quit. Of course, quit of course, of course he's showing up, bro. They're still in the same product cycle, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's our thoughts on that. We and that's That High Republic was um, announced, I think, six months or, or so ago or somewhere around that. It's been quite a bit, but these were some new details we came out with, so I think that's going to be coming out pretty shortly. Um, the next topic makes me real sad, but I know that Scott in particular doesn't seem to give too much of a shit the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance series on Netflix has not been renewed for a second season. Um, oh, it's not just Scott. Uh, oh no, both of you. <laughs> All right, oh. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna preface this by saying that I did love the Dark Crystal as a child. I'm not a soulless, emotionless robot. I mean, ag agreed. I think we, Derek. Yeah, apparently, um, I am. Then. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, like, like there, there were so many incredible characters and. The puppetry was great. And as a little kid, you, you don't even put two and two together. That's a bunch of people doing that. You're like five years old, six years old. You're just blown away by the visuals. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great story. Like it, everything about it was, uh, was at, at its time iconic. Now, I think it was it wasn't received as well as it should have been or as well as they expected at the time. But it was just a great movie. Yeah. Uh, the, pr the problem is it. I don't I don't care about what happened 100 years before that because I already saw how it ends. It's the same thing with like the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Unless I'm like really invested in that world and, I, and I'm a, a diehard. I'm not really maybe interested as interested in the intricacies of how things played out if I already know yeah. the end result. And nobody is that into the fucking Dark Crystal, man. That's why it's canceled. That's why it's, <laughs> why it's done. Fucking cold-blooded. So I, I Dude, would, I'm sorry. I think at least a solid 30 to 40% of my interest in watching that show was the like marvel of watch, and watching it and going like, oh shit, like how do they do that? Like that's badass. And, and if you've seen any of the behind the scenes stuff, which I did, because guess what? I do fucking like Dark Crystal a whole lot. <laughs> Uh, it was very impressive. I mean, some of the shit uh, is it's a spectacle. It, it's like literally movie magic. These these puppeteers and stuff are controlling all these characters. And um, I didn't think I was going to care about them explaining all the factions. And to be honest with you, 
once I realized what the series was doing, I was like, okay, well, I might not make it through. But as they sort of unveiled different factions, and uh, I don't know, I, I just stuck with it, and I it ended up being a really fun ride that they did set up for a season two. I thought that was going to be a one-off when I watched it. I thought, okay, cool, mm-hmm. it's a little prequel series. It's like a little mini-series, that's it. But no, they they propped it up for a season two, and so it's it's a little extra disappointing to me uh, that they're not going to have it. Um, but it sounds like it's almost exclusively due to the fact that surprise, uh, all those puppeteers and stuff, very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> very, very expensive. I, and that's like, you know, I, I, I missed out on watching it when I was like young, young. And I think that there are a lot of things out there that like when you, I mean, Scott said it, when you're watching it as a kid, you're not like putting the pieces together and seeing that there's like people behind the set or, you know, whatever the case may be with special effects. Um, there's like a magic to that when you see that as a kid. Yeah. Uh, because you're not thinking about it critically. Um, when you watch it when you're like 14, which is when I first saw the dark crystal, it just seemed like a bunch of fucking grown men playing with puppets. <laughs> well, and it was like really hard. I had all these, you know, I mean, I'm a teenager. Like I have all these emotions I've never encountered before. Like nothing is cool enough for I, me. I can't and so there's no way here. for me to enjoy it. <laughs> there's not a single thing I can jerk off to in this entire thing. I don't I'm like trying it. to pull one out, but I can't fuck this. And I'm, I'm bitter to this day. Uh, but, uh, so I, I'm not shitting on you guys for for liking it, uh, you know, for the same reason I wouldn't expect you to shit on me for liking something as a five, six year old, whatever. But so like when they announced that they were doing the TV shows, like, does anybody even fucking care about this? Like, I, I just I guess assumed that everybody watched it when they were 14, 15 years old and felt the same way. But, you know, so I, I never even watched Very it. Imp- I, I always like it's one of those things in the back of my head. I'm like, eventually I will. But I haven't. Right. Very important question. How old were you when you saw the labyrinth and did you like the labyrinth? Oh, I was, I don't know. Single digits, like five, four, five. And of course I love the labyrinth. David Bowie is in it. Okay. Well, um, I had a joke set up and it's not going to work now because you were too young. So I'm moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> All I can Sorry say for though, robbing you of that. Uh, you, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. You like it? It's, it's, it was, it felt, felt very drab to me. Like, have you ever watched Jim Henson's funeral? No. Have you ever have, have no. you ever heard Fozzie Bear cry like fucking Frank Oz crying in characters as Fozzie Bear? <laughs> no. At Jim Henson's funeral. But that's this is morbidly interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's 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 honestly like like I had somebody one time at the bar when I was working uh, suggest that I watch it, and out of curiosity, morbid curiosity, I did, and it's moving, depressing, and it's just it's, it's to me it's it's a way better experience that I had watching the Dark Crystal miniseries or, or <laughs> like at any time I have the desire to watch that show. I think I'll just watch Jim Henson's funeral again. Cause it's great. Right. It sounds like some kind it's, of weird lucid dream concept that I <laughs> never in a million it's, years. It's, like. it's, it's honestly, it's honestly beautiful. Like it, I know it sounds like such a fucked up thing to say, but Jim Henson's funeral, I think is, is one of the most incredible things I've ever watched. It's like, uh, I'm doing it as soon as we're done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to watch Henson's it. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's 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 fucked up man like it's sad like you're gonna cry you're i cried we're gonna have no to make shame. a segment next week it. where derek and i give our thoughts on watching it, it yeah, and yeah just cry it's just it's 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 two and a half hours of positive it's masculinity if you have anything hours? you're retaining anything that you can't let out like you're just too balled up you raise irish catholic like myself you can't get a good cry in jim henson's funeral about 45 minutes in niagara falls son niagara, <laughs> niagara fucking falls I, I just can't get it it literally sounds like i woke up and i'm like oh i gotta write this down in my dream journal uh, Jim Henson dies. Jim Henson dies. All of his friends crying in character. Q Fozzie Bear. Waka waka. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin uh, it. Dude, I can't, I can't. 
I can't. I'm so excited to go watch it. Um, uh, yeah, you need to. So it's dark, a must see. So Everybody. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance season two is canceled. Moving right along. Oh boy, we don't often have unanimous decisions here, but there's a trailer for a new show coming out called Hellstrom. And oh my mm. god, does this show look like a bag of shit on fire? That's all. That's all I can say about this. God, how'd you feel? Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like TV show, the TV show. It just looks like the same recycled formula again and again and again. It's just being used again. The, the, yeah. uh, there's not even enough in it for me to, to, to say anything. It really just was it was just a flaccid dick waving in front of my face the entire time. It's like it's like, you know, those old those old music compilations that I, apparently they still make. Like now that's what I call music. Yes, they do. Still it, make it's, them. It's, 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 it's that version of like one note, like drab. <laughs> Like, like these just like this mindless action shorts where it's like there's not enough time for any real character development except for like in the heat of battle. They like confide in each other for no fucking reason, because when you're reloading a gun, you're going to tell somebody about your childhood trauma naturally. Yeah. Um, oh, so you do understand why I hate the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, it's not the same. Uh, OK, um, no, it, it just it just looks to me like Vin Diesel wrote Van Helsing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Very oh, much shit. so. I, yeah, the, the tagline that came into my head when I was watching it was, "This is flea market Constantine." Like, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. They get they 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 they, they rounded up a random fourteen year old off off of like you know outside of a mall smoking his mom's cigarettes or something. Uh, they, they they paid him to stop jerking off for fifteen minutes and just pan a rough draft for them. And then uh, I think a couple of desperate hack writers who just really want to not live at the parents' house anymore took took hold of it as and as you do, down. you know. Yeah, yeah. Also, what's uh. What's what's the premise of the show? Did anybody get that from the trailer? Oh, what's, their mom, what's happening? Their, their mom's possessed by a demon, but they're demon hunters. But the demon and their mom's too powerful, so they just hunt other demons. <laughs> right. That that was that was what I got uh, from the trailer. I got absolutely nothing. Uh, but I, I like absolutely nothing. But I did look it up to see what it was about, and um, I'm just gonna. It, I, I don't give a shit. I'm not even gonna read it. I don't. It doesn't even deserve like the time of day. Damon and Anna Hellstrom, their their uh, brother and sister, the children of a powerful serial killer, hunt the worst of humanity. That's the premise of the show. Oh, Jesus Christ! So I mean, I... surprise! It's not on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how you can tell it's not because actually, cinematography is pretty damn good in the trailer. But I gotta, I gotta give it to them. It, it does look like it's shot beautiful. It's, 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 it's well gonna framed. be a fucking it well shame of it. Yeah. Maybe we can watch it on mute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'd watch. You just it. put the subtitles on, watch it on mute. That that's the like worst backhanded count. Like, uh, yeah, we I watch that on mute. We can totally watch that. <laughs> <on mute. laughs> yeah, it looks great. You guys want to get together <laughs> and put that on and not listen? I'm, I'm totally. That down looks with that. like something I'd watch if I couldn't hear it or know what was going on whatsoever <laughs> in any capacity. We could mystery science theater three thousand that whole show. Oh God! Uh, yes. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it just looked like the trailer. Me looked like all those like. Remember, like back when you had the family computer and they had all those gorgeous stills, oh, the yeah. side-scrolling stills of undersea, like like the fish would go by. It looked like that to me. It was like, oh, that's that's a neat looking. But like, I didn't give it the time of day at all because nothing important was going to happen on that screen, and I knew it. That's fine. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, fair play. Uh, all right, moving right along because fuck that show. By the way, if you are interested in that show and you disagree with us, it comes out October sixteenth, I do believe. So pretty pretty close, like two 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 weeks and some change. Um. Moving right along, Zack Snyder or plan, planning to shoot new Justice League scenes. So I'm only bringing this up. We've talked uh, privately about the Snyderverse and in episodes that may or may not exist and may or may not ever see the light of day for future bonus mm. content. Uh, yeah, we've talked all about that. And we're not going to dive into Snyderverse uh, thoughts and hopes and dreams and, and 
and fucking uh, praying that they don't fuck it up a second time around. But we thought and it was actually announced that he was not shooting orig- additional stuff. So that's all, the only reason right. I bring it up. Uh, they actually said like he's going to work with what he's got. They're they're just remastering, recutting, finishing visual effects on some things. He's got a ton of footage. Don't worry about it. He can cut it together. And and now we're seeing he's going to shoot some extra stuff. So what do you guys think? I think, um, uh, you know, at an absolute minimum, and let me preface this by saying that I do love Zack Snyder. I don't think that he's ever written a story that was like super engaging, but I think he makes enjoyable movies. I think that they look great uh, and they generally, you know, flow well. And so I do. And I, I think that he knows what he's good at and sticks to that. And I can appreciate the fuck out of that. Um, that being said, I think at an absolute minimum, uh, you know, we had we had talked about on the previous episode that doesn't exist um, that in the middle of filming Justice League, uh, his daughter killed herself. And so he had to he tried to stick around and he couldn't. So he left and, and then Joss came in and finished it up for him. I think at an absolute minimum. He should have an opportunity to sort of complete his vision, especially when you have so many people who are campaigning for it and have been for fucking years. Um, so I think it's super exciting that he's reshooting scenes and sort of getting the band back together. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I thought that the Justice League, when it released, was like not the worst thing that ever happened in history, but it was pretty bad. Was pretty bad. Um, and so I'd like to see it go. You know, I don't, I, I don't think there's anything you could do with that that's going to make it a 10 out of 10 or even a nine out of 10, but I'd like to see it get up into the like seven, eight range. I think, I think he could do that. And the reshoots would help with that. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely be happy with it. Uh, editor's note. His daughter's name is autumn. I looked it up just to verify, but the uh, autumn. You know. Okay. How about you, Scott? Uh, I completely agree. Um, we, we, we talked about it again, like in uh, episodes that may or may not exist. Uh, <laughs> Schrodinger's in, episodes will refer to them. Wait, yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, you know, some, somewhere in a warehouse full of crates next to the Ark of the Covenant, there are maybe maybe a few episodes where my audio is almost unlistenable. What, maybe they're um, maybe they're in the <laughs> shitty warehouse from uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh God, I can rip on that for the rest of this entire episode. Let's not fucking <laughs> let's not fucking do that. Uh, but, but, but everyone was very harsh with Zack Snyder uh, after you know BVS Batman vs Superman, uh, and he kind of got dragged even during filming of uh, Justice League for for his tone being too dark. For you know, like, he absolutely did. Yeah, and that's the, the whole thing is like that's like DC the DC EU should not be the MCU. There's a, there's a very big difference, a drastic contrast between what Marvel has done with comic books and what DC has done. Right? Mm-hmm. They do have they do have similar narratives, uh, you know, like similar structures to their stories. Uh, but you know, like I think Snyder really has has been killing it with everything he's been doing, like like visually yeah. at least. Uh, and we've talked about before how he he's great at creating those those big iconic moments. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue may not always be you know, Tarantino esque or, or even there at all. <laughs> or, yeah. Or even coherent. Uh, but, but you know, like it's, he, he's, he deserves a fair shot to, to at least finish. If he's yeah. done with it after this, great. He deserves to be able to put the final nail in the coffin right. or, or, you know, put that, put that, you know, that uh, trophy up on the wall, that plaque up on the wall, you know, mm-hmm. DCEU daddy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even if it's that DCEU father of the year award up there. Cause he's, I mean, he, he's really put, he really put a lot of time of his life into this. Yeah. And uh, people just shit all over them. And it seems like a lot of it was just just malice, just like yeah. not like just 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 hating on it. They hate on it. Yeah. Uh, based on a few things that were maybe off. But the overall package wasn't the train wreck. It was. Yeah. There, there really there definitely was a bandwagoning, uh, especially after BVS came out. And uh, and to your point, I mean, 
he he wanted to have Superman in a black suit. And and again, this is defense of him, but it's it's also just, you know, what he said several times. Um, he said several times, he's like, I wanted to make a black suit Superman because in the comic books, because he's all we know he's always very, very adherent to the source material. I mean, Watchmen was almost yeah. a page for page fucking recreation. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said in the comics, he comes back in a black suit. So, of course, I want him to come back in a black suit. And there's a reason in the comic books for it. Uh, which is that it helps him absorb sunlight and heal faster. And his original suit was damaged because he got stabbed through the fucking chest. So he was going to come back in a, in a new black suit. And at the time, because it was, like you said, filming Justice League during the backlash of BVS, uh, Warner Brothers stepped in and said, you're not you're not making this darker again. You just did that. And no one likes it. Uh, fuck you. And they didn't even give him the budget to make the black suit. We've had this talk before. He literally decided he was going to put him in the red suit and then just color correct it later on because they wouldn't give it to him. So that's like that's fucked up. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. I agree. We we all are on the same page, I think, about him being a visual director. And I you know, if he wants to put more pieces of the puzzle there visually, then I all for it. Yeah, yeah. do it up. So I, also, um, I had read that they're, they're releasing it uh, as a. Um, uh, four episode type thing for four, on four one hour apps. episodes. Yep. Which yeah. is fucking, crazy. which is excellent because Tarantino did that with um, fucking hateful eight. Yeah. Uh, his extended version of that movie. And it turned out excellent oh, because it was a long movie to begin with. Right. And so you oh, can yeah. break it up and not feel like you're just stopping at some weird point. Right. I don't know. I, I thought that was a good move. So I, and I just find that out earlier today when I read the article. So I think that'll work well for it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, moving along, these next two should be pretty quick. They're just little snippets. Uh, James Gunn and John Cena are teaming up for a Peacemaker series. So Peace, John Cena is playing Peacemaker. I already see the smirk, so I can't wait. Uh, John Cena is playing Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad from James Gunn coming out uh, next year, I believe. And they're already announced a, a breakaway series with John Cena playing Peacemaker. It's going to be on HBO Max because they own everything now. Uh, so the, all the DC things are all those breakoffs are going there. So Scott, how do you feel about that? I am fucking floored. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, it's because because James Gunn, uh, I think when it comes to, to team ups like this, he nails it. Yeah. Typically. Um, uh, the the biggest issue uh, with the first Suicide Squad was I feel like just bad art bad bad artistic choices, bad bad character choices, bad a bad narrative. Uh, like seeing even the, the ridiculous cast of characters James Gunn has for the new Suicide Squad team up. Right. I'm excited about even the ones that look the shittiest and the most stupid. Cause you know, he's going to, he's going to utilize them in a way where at least you're going to get a really good laugh out of oh, it. Yeah. Uh, he's really good at like introspection and kind of like making fun of the source material while also doing it justice. Right. Uh, Cause I mean, who, who would ever think the guardians of the galaxy would be a household name? You know what I mean? Like, like no one knew who the fuck they were. Yeah. What, 10 years ago or five, eight years ago. Right. Um, but the fact that he's already singled in, like, like, well, someone did. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, if if that if that one person is listening, I'm sorry. Uh, feel free to e- feel, feel free to email us at thecyticalnerd.com and talk some shit. Um, it's okay. No, I but like your the, apology. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's already zeroed in on his on like a character that he thinks he can do a miniseries on has me so excited because like this guy's described as a douchebag Captain America, which I, I think Derek will say, oh, so it's Captain America. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Stealing his thunder words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I can't let I can't let you have another free shot at the MC right now. Um, <laughs> no, but the fact that he's already zoned, like he already zeroed in, and he's he's this excited about the the picture as a whole that he's already raring to go and do another miniseries before he starts uh, production on Guardians of Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. 
I think it's a good sign. I think it's a testament to how well things have gone on set, to how well maybe like uh, t- like test screens of certain parts of the footage have gone so far. Uh, I think he's I think he's really gonna knock it out of the park. And the idea of John Cena playing a dickhead with a butt chin, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, um, just cutting in before Derek put some thoughts on video. I um I am looking forward to it for almost the exact same reasons. I so John Cena also he hasn't done a ton of stuff that I've actually watched, but he's done a few comedies, and I thought he actually did okay in them as an actor. So yeah. if he's gonna play dickhead douchebag Captain America in a series with James Gunn, who I, I from what I gathered from the article, HBO was like, "Hey, James Gunn, if you wanted to do a series based on any one of these." He goes, oh, I, I had an idea already for Peacemaker. You want to hear it? And that makes me excited because it sounds like it's truly coming from like a place of, uh, of passion for him. So I'm, I'm looking for it should be if nothing else, it should be funny as shit. Yeah, the only thing I, I, I don't know anything about uh, uh, Peacemaker, but um, it, I've said before about the MCU, like of all the films, which have, there's like 20 or 22 or something at this point, whatever it is. I feel like over half of them are bad. And then some are good. And then a couple of them are actually great. And, you know, among the ones that I think are great is Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one, I didn't, I thought the second one was like, it was good, but nothing really beyond that. I'm actually on the same so page anything, with you there, by the way. Yeah. Anything that, that, that James Gunn does at this point, I'm interested in. I'm not like psyched for, I don't, I don't automatically think it's going to be like a fucking uh, uh, walk off home run, but. I think he did so well with the first one that at this point I'm, I'm kind of like interested in him to see what he does. So, yeah. And I love that. I think John Cena is that, like you said, in the comedies he in, he's in, he kind of kills it a little bit. So yeah. those two things at once, you know, I think something good will come. Sign me up. Plus it's going to be on max. So if they want it to be rated R, it'll be rated R, uh, right, which also right, right. gives them more leeway. But uh, I'd also read that before Alan Moore, when he was running Watchmen, uh, before he was told he had to create all new characters, that um, uh, Peacemaker was like basically who the comedian ended up yeah. becoming. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Which was- and the comedian is literally my favorite superhero, like comic book character of all time. So nice. Can you tell? Can you tell us why? He's just great. That's why. Okay. Have anything to do with the name of the podcast? <laughs> I wasn't. No, yeah. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to be like a dickhead. But I'm just. I honestly would genuinely like to hear why. No, he's I, he's he's just like actual like fucking peak cynicism, uh, in the ugliest fucking way. Yeah, that's. True. And he has an immeasurable amount of depth to him. Um, they paint him like a dickhead because he is a dickhead. Right. He's a piece of shit. But they give him these weird uh sensitivities. Uh, like when he showed up to fucking Moloch's house, crying his eyes out. Right. Um, he's just he, to me, he's like. A lot of villains become so, uh, you know, like comic book villains. Like they're like, they're corny, like, right. but like the, the villains who are fucking good, you can relate to in some capacity, which we've, we've spoke on about like Homelander in the past. Right. Um, that's why I like him so much. He's, he's a piece of shit, but you kind of get him at least in some capacity. Not that you like relate to him. Like, yeah, I'll be there someday too. But like you, 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 you understand why he feels the way that he feels yeah which is the mark of any fucking great antagonist it's the reason why that uh graphic novel in particular is is held up there as one of the best of all time it's because you even if you're gonna make these people shitty or hard to read uh you can see sort of where that that personality comes from where that pain comes from you know like you said you 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 see him uh yeah he's an absolute asshole he kicks a pregnant vietnamese woman in the stomach like he's a giant bag of shit And you're like, oh, well, he's also crying because 
you know, he's got a daughter he doesn't talk to because he raped a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's got all these complex layers. They might be uh, moldy and disgusting layers, but they're all there and it creates a much better picture of a character as opposed to like dickhead. Yeah. You see like, the, the, and, and they present to you the awful things that he does. And you think initially that you could never be that kind of person, but then you see those human moments and you go like, Oh fuck. Like, you know, I, that's something I can relate to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, wow, that, that was, that, that was way better than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to be honest. That was, <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I mean, yeah. we certainly veered off from Peacemaker to, uh, to Watchmen, but I, I accept that. And I, I, I like, I the, can talk about Watchmen for 10 episodes. I want to have too. one of those too. <laughs> I roll with the punches and that was a fantastic, uh, fantastic addition. Last but not least, before we get into the main topics, Aldous Hodge has been uh, cast in the Black Adam film as Hawkman. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Wait, what? Who? <laughs> Aldous Hodge. Um, here, so here's... Uh, don't, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just reading off here. Like Other villains who may be joining Hawkman will be Adam Smasher, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, like... These could all be characters from from the fucking tick. Like, I don't know who the hell any of these villains are. <laughs> Chairface is going to be there, guys. It's going to be crazy. Like, who gives a flying fuck about any of these D-list DC villains? Yeah, we're going from the comedian to fucking Hawkman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like it seems to, it seems to me if you're going to if you're like Black Adam is a relatively well-known in the DC. Right. But not to the same caliber as any of the other movies they put out so far. Even Shazam, I would say, is more well-known than Black Adam. Why wouldn't you right. cast a villain that, that at least has some some brand recognition like who the fuck gives a shit about hawkman well so the thing is like (laughs) hawkman's actually rumored to be part of like the justice society of america because obviously he can't go toe-to-toe with justice league in this movie because they're still out there we we don't know what the fucking continuity is right now with these movies but uh, i we're fairly safe to say that this black adam is in the same universe as our zachary levi shazam which was also a stupid movie but fun at least a little bit Uh, it was enjoyable it had had some some pretty bad shit in it but for the most it part. was definitely stupid. I agree with you there. When you go when you go into a DC movie with literally no expectations, you can get surprised. Yeah, I mean, but like, but like I, I couldn't tell you how little of a shit I gave about Shazam. All I know is that Zachary Levy is, has pretty good comedic timing. Yeah. I figured it would be a good time. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I'm, you hate it I'm so ready. much. <laughs> you still want to argue with me. I'm ready to get <laughs> into tell. our main topics of discussion <laughs> because I'm very, very, very excited to talk about The Boys. Mm. We are mm. currently on episode six and we are going to talk about episodes five and six. And I hope someone knows what the fuck happened in five, because I don't remember. Same. Uh, I do. I do. I <laughs> OK, you. good. I got you. Well, then do you want to do you want to do a little a little season? Uh, yeah, season a little episode five recap. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Just uh, Homelander. Yeah. Homelander uh, is is fucking with Maeve, obviously, you know, like. The script has had some Joss rewrites. If you guys remember, oh uh, yeah, that yeah. was a good, yeah. that that was, was a good shot across the bow <laughs> at Joss. Yeah, uh, where, where, where like Maeve has her whole like monologue. Where, I'm like you, I'm gay. Oh, like she looks so at the camera cringy. like because again, that's when you have those fucking conversations. It's like right when everything's about to go to shit. Um, so yeah, uh, Homelander is also caught on film in somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, and there's there's some uh, some casualties. Oh he, right, right. Yeah, he haphazardly kills uh, a soup, another soup. And uh, kills uh, an innocent kid in the process. And uh, I think I think the, 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 some of the big what the fuck moments in that episode include Kikio with the face rip doing doing her yes oh my god her fucking her slow mo face rip doing that cra- doing the uh, she's basically a, a freelance like a uh, killer for hire now she's like a, yeah. a mercenary that's what she was doing yeah. uh, 
Yeah, and uh, you know we had that crazy moment where Homelander uh, is trying to calm the crowd, and I thought it was actually happening in real time oh, because that murder fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Where he just mows down like five hundred people. So great. No, that's that's the best part about it is that like you genuinely believe that that's happening. Yeah, yeah. And I thought shit was because he's off. that fucked up that you yeah, like you think he would actually do oh, that. Yeah. And and Ron and I were like freaking out when we were watching. Like yeah. holy shit! And then it like obviously snaps back, right. and it's like oh okay sure, but. While it was happening, you're like, no, that totally is believable. That's something yeah. he would absolutely do. Right. Yeah. That's why he's a fucking A1 antagonist, man. Yes. You never know yes. what this fucking guy is. Yeah, no, I, I literally thought I was watching the breaking point happening in front of me. I was like, oh, it's, ha- it's right now. He's just going to go start murdering everybody. He's, he's yeah. a villain now. Um, so a couple notes Shit. on those points that you brought up. The face ripping thing where she's fucking up and doing contracts. That was cool. I mean, it seems like she's trying to. Uh, I don't know, get away from the pain of losing her brother, which, you know, yeah. can make sense. Um, the other point about killing the kid, I noticed the kid casualty, even though I didn't rewatch five this week, he had a Lamplighter shirt on, which is interesting that we're doing both of these at the same time because Lamplighter yeah, yeah, is yeah. brought in spotlight very well in this episode. So it's a little bit of foreshadowing there, if you caught it. Um, yeah. I like that. So the end of episode five was Stormfront and, uh, and Homelander hooking up and having yeah, super we- sex. We had legit just talked about how they don't show sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, we were like praising them for it. Like they're always really like low key and subtle. And then you just get that thing where like she shoves his head down to her muff and it sounds like someone's dropping an iron yeah. beam on the floor. <laughs> Wait, it was the weirdest sex scene that ever happened. And literally a week prior, we're exactly yeah. like we were. And that's what I was thinking when we were watching it. Like I was just giving them props for not showing sex scenes. And now the fucking weirdest sex scene in the history of time. Is happening before it, my it's eyes. It's almost like Kevin Smith was talking to fucking Jay Muse in front of Stan Lee about how he wants superheroes to have sex, and someone was like drawing it in the background. Like that's yeah. the sex scene. They're like, and then she, he, she's gonna push his head down there. It's gonna sound like a belt sanders going off. <laughs> <laughs> but then she says, "Laser my tits." Yeah. So he throws her into a wall. That's such a Kevin Smith line. <laughs> I love you, Kevin Smith. But come Don't on, be a pussy. laser my tits. Like whoa. All right. <laughs> I mean, and um, you can, you literally saw, I'm sorry to, to jump in front, Scott, but you literally saw like the excitement in Homelander's eyes when he realizes that there's someone he can fuck and fuck up and not kill them so that he could do it more than once. Yeah. 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 It was pretty exciting. Uh, so it, episode six, I have some thoughts about it. I, yeah, I don't same. know. I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Okay. Um, it's, it's historically the first episode of this show that there was like a lot of shit I didn't like about it. Really? Same. Okay. Same, both of same. you. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm going to, I, yeah, go I ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to let you guys list off like the elements you didn't like. So I, just because mine's three seconds long and of course, eternal uh, optimist likes everything. I found it cool. I thought it was a cool expansion of the world that we're in. And I, I felt like, okay, I mean, they do have to start slowly widening this up to go. What's the grand plan? Like it, is it just going to be, butcher and the guys like trying to fuck up homelander the entire time and this new this newcomer or is there something else at play and i, I don't know i i genuinely actually did kind of like most of it I don't, I don't actually remember and nothing stuck out to me that i went ah fuck that i i said oh fuck that a few times audibly Same. watching it uh i'm, I'm like i'm there do you want to go first or do you want to let's just maybe go back and forth you'll list one i'll list one yeah, yeah. yeah let, 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 <laughs> let me let, let, let me let me leave this one off the uh, the theme of this episode was uh, 
two people who don't have a lot in common who realize they have a lot in common. Uh, you had Frenchie and um, Lamplighter who like bonded. Um, you had Butcher and Starlight who realized, you know, like had this bonding moment. And then you had Homelander and Stormfront who had this bonding moment. And I feel like like when your bar is high, like I, I, I can appreciate that they wanted to do something that hit. Right. But when you want to do something that hits, it has to fucking make sense. There's no reason for me, the viewer, to want to see uh, Frenchie, the guy who's hell bent on killing soups and the soup who killed the people that made him all fucked up to like connect on some level. It just felt forced. Um, same thing, Butcher and Starlight. Like it, it just mm. felt unnecessary. It felt fucking vestigial. Like what, what was the purpose of it? That they just fucking- wanted this like, like touching moment for no fucking reason. There were so many points throughout the episode that felt like I was watching fucking house. Oh, I guess we do have more in common than we thought. <laughs> like, dude, I'm watching the fucking boys. Like, what the fuck are you talking? I don't know. It, it, none of those moments landed for me. And I could see how they would want to bridge the gap between two characters who are kind of distant from one another. But I feel like none of those were done in a way that felt natural in any capacity whatsoever. Uh, 100% agree. Uh, the, the lamplighter thing, man, like that, like I can understand them coming together because they had they had no choice but to come together to survive. You know what I mean? Like like that would that should have been their only motivation. We didn't need that, that moment. Yeah, yeah, we didn't need that moment. Like 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 I get why they did it because they want to streamline. They want to have lamplighter uh, probably join the boys. It's probably the arc. The park's probably going to become them. Assembling. No, they want Sean Ashmore because he wasn't cheap. They want to keep him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but the, the thing is, they're, they're like they're kind of building this team of soups, like to to fight the bad soups. It's kind of like they're yeah. building their own Justice League or their own Avengers, essentially in, in this universe. Uh, and arguably, we could say that that uh, that Butcher is maybe Hawkeye, unfortunately for him, because he doesn't have really any, anything besides an attitude and a sniper rifle. <laughs> um, but no, like like it's Got him. the the lamp the lamplighter part. What like I, I was a little like eh. uh when when Starlight says. I guess he's just too good for both of us, huh? I'm like, shut the yeah, fuck up. It was terrible. That's what Why? I'm saying. That episode of House. I would, yeah, I would yeah, but my full house. Sorry, full house, my, not house. My, my biggest, my biggest problem was though, uh, is that Homelander is a lot of things. He is a sociopath. He is a monster. He is not. If, for, if, if, we, have, we have no indication that he is an Aryan or a bigot or any of those yeah. things yet. So when she drops all that shit on him, his first and, and like you could be our Jesus, like you could be our our the, the leader of our new Reich, like all this shit. And he's just like, well, the pussy's good. Like, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> like it just it, to me, it, to me, it didn't land. It felt like everything happened too quickly. It's yeah. it's like it's like uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith. It's like oh well, we have twenty minutes to do everything else that's left. So let's instead of compartmentalizing things and building to them, let's just you know spit spitball. You know, like uh, spit what is it uh, spitfire round or whatever the fuck you say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would like to amend some earlier thoughts. Looking back at those, so here's the thing, and, and I don't know why my brain glossed over them. Overall, I did enjoy the episode, but the writing. So here's, I like the idea of Butcher and Starlight if, at least coming to an agreement, as, as far as like, okay, I, you're not as bad as I fucking thought you were. But the dialogue there was was hot garbage. It was a dumpster fire. So and hearing you it say so it back bad. to me, I was like, oh, that that, that was really bad. But the the moment for me was fine, but all that you could accomplish, I think everything they wanted to do with like, I don't know, like a knowing glance, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, OK, I'm not going to fucking try to kill you every time you turn around now because he was pointing that sniper rifle right at her fucking head for quite a bit. Um, yeah. 
same on both points. I, I think I think the Lamplighter teaming up thing with them was fine. I think once they got out, obviously they're trying to write him in, which is why they didn't do it. But I think once they got out, Frenchie would have just shot him in the fucking head or the CIA yeah. woman would have. I, I agree there. Also, is it a yeah. little on the news that they cast the guy that played Iceman to play Lamplighter? I know, right? Is that is that it's obviously <laughs> like, a little, are a little you bitter fucking, for not being cast as Pyro or something? Yeah, that's that's uh, hilarious. Uh but the Aryan thing at the end, the whole uh Nazi twist or whatever, we all knew she was gonna be a Nazi anyway, because we had you know yeah, some yeah. knowledge of her character in the graphic novel. That one didn't come off to me as a stretch goal, if only because Homelander's been such a giant bag of dicks for such a long time that I already you said like he didn't think he was a big I absolutely thought he was a fucking bigot and a giant piece of shit this whole time so to me just taking that step over the line and him kind of realize his power fantasy because that's all he fucking wants at the end of the day it's for everybody to bow yeah, down yeah. so however he gets there yeah, yeah. I'm like okay you know no that's fair I, yeah, I, mean, that, I think that, he's, he's been a nationalist he, he but said like, some, I never really thought of him as like a Nazi he said some shit. there's really a fine line he has said two, some so. off color shit to A-Train before like not not blatantly oh. racist but pretty shitty you know what I mean and, yeah, right, right. And in episode five, now that you mentioned it, like a callback, he does say, like, what, they're all they're all starving to death, but one of them has a cell phone. Right. So like Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. Like th- there there is a little bit of foreshadowing for that. But it, it to me it did still feel like it happened too quickly. Right. Yeah. Um that's fair. I mean it's a fair But he, he is a he is a a a dude who has we've seen in the past can be manipulated. Absolutely. Very easily. Yeah. Absolutely. So um can you we take an already who, fucked up person and just kind of tilt them, you know, fifteen degrees to the right. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're an Aryan. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, you like that? Few, Thanks. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about a few moments that we loved from this episode? Because there's de- there's definitely at least a few. Oh yeah. Uh, Lead us off, Scotty. Uh, I, I would. I, well, I mean, the the first one obviously we have to acknowledge is the the head crush in the alleyway, followed by the the, the makeout the makeout sesh with the dude's blood on that. Oh, the opening scene yeah. in this episode, I was like, it was another one of those. Oh my fucking god! Like yes, boys. Like this yeah, show is yeah. so good. It was the it was nat, the natural born killers equivalent of of the like boys. they're they're making right. out. He's he's literally got his and you know he's he's crushing his skull slowly and you're like oh my god Homelander I yeah. knew you were a fucking piece of shit but you're constantly showing it to me and he's so polite like can you just call the cops please <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> please sir I really need the police <laughs> uh, that was that opening was fantastic um, the superhero I don't know what you call him one of the one of the people in the facility who was just blowing people up was fucking badass because I mean yeah right like yeah. crushing everybody's horrified of the superhero oh the chick yeah yeah uh, the, but yeah oh, 11 uh, yeah that was like I mean <laughs> that was 11? basically 11 <laughs> dude I'm telling that was 100% a fucking reference to Akira I, I, okay, I really yeah, think yeah, it was yeah I, I, yeah I can see it it's like nearly shot for shot breaks out cops shooter and she fucking just just explodes them everywhere. It was it was excellent. It was I, I think it was an Akira nod. Could have been. Uh, what else? What else stood up? Uh, oh, oh, the uh, the man, the, the patient at the soup detention center who had uh, an elongated tentacle like cock and uncircumcised cock. Yeah, that. fuck. That, Same. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That broke that literally his dick breaks through a window and starts strangling. Uh, who was it strangling? It wasn't uh, mother's milk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's a dude from the 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 original contract. I'm looking up his yeah, name. Yeah, no, right okay. Now. I don't want to know his official name because if it's not trouser snake, then they fucked up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, there's no other. T S. 
TS went for MM, man. He went hard for him. A love sausage. Love sausage? Yeah, in the comic book. Yeah, he's a Russian dude. Oh, they, they actually mentioned that to him because I think someone went, man, I think someone said like the sausage on him or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> the, the look on MM's face when he <laughs> realized what yeah, it was. I know. Yes. <laughs> For a split second, it comes through the window, and I was like, "Is that a giant earthworm?" <laughs> it's got its little hoodie so up. So what you're saying is, uncircumcised penises are gross and dirty. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You divide the listeners on the first fucking episode. Yeah, wow, wow. It's hard to, it's hard, yeah, we're t- hard to clean underneath all that. You know what I mean? You gotta. <laughs> he needs like four people yeah. to help him wash it. Yeah, sorry to tell you, if you're on Team Schmegma, you gotta get the fuck out of the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're fucking be gone, Schmegs. <laughs> <laughs> um, little bacon and schmegs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking disgusting. So, okay, so you guys are thinking overall a couple missteps for you both as far as execution. And, and I, again, hearing you talk about it, 100% agree with them. <laughs> uh, I, I just like to say, Scott's still crying. Even bacon and schmegs. <laughs> Do you still agree with bacon and schmegs? Can we please all agree gonna, now that the title of episode one is going to be bacon and schmegs? Either, either that or schmeg Ryan. <laughs> oh no, we've killed Scott. I'll go schmeg Ryan. I just need a proper spelling on schmeg, please. We'll, we'll, we'll get it knocked out later. Uh, all right, moving along. Our next topic to calm Scott down is that, uh, I, as we talked about earlier, out of out of the blue, it seems like Microsoft has gone ahead and just thrown their big old uh, Schmeg Ryan around and purchased Bethesda. <laughs> so they turned into love sausage, grabbed uh, you know Scott Howard by the neck. Is it Todd Howard or Scott Howard? One of, Todd, Todd Howard. Howard grabbed him by the neck and pulled him under their fucking corporate umbrella. So. Now Microsoft owns Elder Scrolls and all the other shit I can't think of off the top of my head. What do you guys think about it? Um, I know how Scott not feels good. about this. I think I well, know. My whole, I mean, I'm, I'm going to let somebody else go first because my mind is going to be very long-winded. Eventually, you're just going to tell me to shut up because I could, I could complain for probably a half hour. About okay, this. Fair but mine's, mine's not too long. I, I, I actually, um, I'm actually open to it. I think that there's a lot of shit with, um, I, I know why they did it. Let me start with that, actually. They did it because, um, you know, PlayStation is getting all their IPs back. They fucked up with PS3, charged way too much at launch. They had to sell all their IPs. Right. Now they're getting them back. And now, like, the hardware of the PS5 is way better than the, what is it even called? The Series X or something? It's the worst name in the history of naming Yeah, it's, it's literally the same name as the console they have now, but they changed a word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the so worst. See like, what happened? They, everything about. They finally shut down the uh, AIM servers, and they were able to reclaim their Xbox Series X name from there. So now, you know, it's like little X's and big X's. It's, uh, there might be a new Vin Diesel triple X movie somewhere in the title. I'm not sure. It hasn't been found yet. <laughs> Can you just imagine all the boomers that are accidentally buying like Xbox One X's instead of the Series X and right they now? Are. They're, they're, they are. Yeah, like that that's... they pre-ordered the wrong things because yeah, yeah, yeah. The like they're, 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 yeah. Somebody, there was a, a literally but, uh, a meme of it was like PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, Xbox, blah blah blah, fuckface Xbox. You yeah. know what I mean? Like anyway, just on <laughs> Xbox XXX. Sorry, Derek, cut you off. Uh, with with, no, with no, the no, Xbox a, it, XXX, uh, Christy Mac actually delivers to your house, and then uh, oh. uh, well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she sucks your dick or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
I knew that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah like that girl, that girl, that poor girl's been through a lot. When, I don't want to, I don't want to. Is he about to say that she shows up with the Xbox and then you punch her? Because that would be really mean. No, 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 God, no. I was like, what's the demented he's going to get? Punch her in the lips with my dick. No, uh. Uh, but anyway, no, so I, I know they, they had to do something big. They had to make a big, big move. So they bought an entire company yeah. and uh, they're, they're going to make them all exclusives, of course, other than the ones that have already been announced. Um, it's fine for us PC players because we're still going to get to play them because because either way, we're fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it changes nothing in my. That's what I was going to say. It changes nothing in my position because it, it's all the shit is going to be on PC anyway. Right. So who cares? But I get why they did it. And I feel like, you know, it's the same thing when you passed um, Star Wars from Lucas to Disney. Uh, obviously, the end result, a lot of people are unhappy with, but they were unhappy to begin mm, with. It's true. Um, so, like, it, you know, something different is not going to be the worst thing in the world, I don't think. And it, it, uh, with a lot of the studios, they're retaining the teams and retaining the vision like um, right. uh, Elder Scrolls Online. If you still play that for some fucking reason, they've uh, <laughs> announced that. Right, you know, they're not changing anything whatsoever about it. So I don't know, it, you know, the one, maybe the things that work, they'll keep them working and the things that don't work, they'll make them better. No, I, I literally know. think Microsoft just slapped down that, by the way, the price tag of seven point five billion dollars in order to go. Yeah, more expensive than Star Wars. Yeah, in order to, they were basically <laughs> going, we uh, we need more IPs because ours are dated and old and we haven't thought of anything fresh and new game wise in quite some time. And I'm not trying to be yeah. a piece of shit about it, but like I'm so over Halo, I can't I can't even describe how much I don't give a shit about infinite. Uh, And then, you know, so now they have what doom fallout elder scrolls. I mean, you know, all the IPs there and the latest doom was fucking great. The new Starfield game. Oh, so good. That's coming out from um, Bethesda, which I was pretty interested in the prey series evil within. I mean, Wolfenstein, all these have been pretty, pretty good successes recently. So they just wanted more IPs, but that's basically fucking it. And uh, now here's Scott with how much he hates Microsoft. Uh, well, I think it's, I think like when you see a move like this, I think it's, it's kind of like indicative of like the, the, the panic that, that Microsoft is having right now, because you saw it with Mixer, uh, you saw them buy out, buy up these big, like, you know, branded streamers dropping millions and millions instead of investing in the infrastructure of their, of their site, you know, instead of investing in community events, instead of doing outreach, instead of doing yeah. advertising, imagine how much advertising three $30 million could have bought on you know, Nickelodeon right. on Cartoon yeah. Network. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just it's my problem is with with the the, the impulse buying is what it is. Uh, when I see them do this, my first thought was, um, honestly, like, like what? Great, like you guys, you guys need to be the ones who have the solo IP for Skyrim on a third fucking console generation right. in a row. Uh, I read, I read into it more, uh, and I, I think, I think what they want to do is they want to. They're still going to be releasing a lot of their IPs that were promised to PlayStation to on PlayStation. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things will still be cl- cross-platform because, for Christ's sake, like how many times has Skyrim been ported? People play it on Switch, right. eight, ten years later, still. Yeah, uh, and they make and if they own that IP, they make all that money. So for them to have that as an exclusive would be counterintuitive. It would, it would, it would, it would honestly demolish their sales yeah. compared to what they could be selling if it was cross-platform. Right. Um, but when I see them even list the Evil Within, I scoff as a horror fan so fucking hard because. That those that that series is dead. Like you know, like Bethesda did not follow through with with uh, uh, the DLC they were supposed to. There's been no word of a third game. So why are you going to brag about a series that's dead in the Fair. water? That that that's like Konami being like, remember Silent Hill? Huh? Remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking give us more or shut the fuck up. Uh, 
Um, that's largely the same thing with um, uh, fuck. Right. <laughs> fuck. Right. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. All right. Um, well, you you <laughs> yeah, can please. think about it. And were, were you mean, finished with the? Uh, are you still? Oh, I, I could I can go on, but it's, it's really your call. On how, what what our, what our time is like right now, and how much more time we uh, have to we're go. We're in about an hour, and we have two real topics to discuss: a trailer and the Amazon uh, gaming. Server. Oh, it was Doom. Sorry, I'm back. Oh, I got okay. it. Doom. It's back. And it's here. we're back. It even even Bethesda itself, like uh, it, you know, obviously they they um published Doom, but like they they have very little to actually do with it. Like whatever the sub studio was that was involved with that right. is the real. That's who really fleshed out that vision. Did, right. So like, I see what you're saying. We're like, you know, they buy something up and be like, oh, we're going to continue this series. It's like, well, even the, the person that you just bought really didn't have a whole lot to do with it's that. It's software, right? I think it's software. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, cool. Well, so, uh, uh, you know, fuck Microsoft, but uh, hopefully Bethesda continues to make some fun. quality series. Uh, I would just like to see them maybe, you know, release a sequel to Skyrim sometime before you know, your kids have kids. Well, we know they're working yeah, on it, right? So uh, who knows? I mean, how far? Yeah, but Rocks has been working on GTA six for 10 years. Well, too. Yeah. We're still about to get the, the third console generation of that fucking game. I too. feel like Rocksteady releases games so slowly because they're just I mean, they're literally over the cows. Others just milking every last fucking drop that they can. Yeah. They're like, D-L-C. <laughs> they milk very <laughs> what, angrily. What I, would, what I would say, though, in defense of Rockstar over over like what Bethesda does, Bethesda has again, like re-released the game again and again and again. And again, oh, well, now you can it's, mod it on It's console. a meme. Well, it's literally a meme. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's become a, it's a running joke now. Um, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Skyrim ported on the PS6 as well. Like, like no fucking shit. That game is going to be timeless because they're not going to let it fucking die. Like, it's... Um, yeah, but, but at least with Rockstar, you have them, whether you like it or not, you have them releasing free content since day one. And still, like, eight years later, like, every, like there's new races, there's new series. There's constantly something yeah. you need to do if you give a shit about it. If you don't, I get it. It's a game that's very easy to get burned out on. But there's always something new there every month or so if you are, you know, someone who's still playing, right. still active in the community. Cool. Uh, it's very much PP time right now. PP time? And I'm going to PP. Okay. But I will be back. All right, that's fine. We'll start talking about the next thing because I know he's just going to say he doesn't like it anyway. <laughs> Um, also, can we can we just talk about a minute here? Why how Derek has the bladder of a uh, small child? How do you feel about the size of well, Derek's bladder? I think I think we need to invest in like a chamber pot for him, like like his old medieval times. We just buy him like a giant, like gold gilded vase that he can slide his his massive hog into under the desk, and then just you know mute the mic and pee. Yeah, I mean I'm so I'm totally down for it. It'll sit right by the like, desk. Like, like yeah, like tr- truck drivers do it. You know, like everyone in the Victorian times did it. Yeah, it's a, like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't walk down the hall and piss out a window. You just peed in a jar in your room, and then your poor servants had to carry it out to the window and throw. Right. It. I mean, look, Derek, we're not, we're not asking you to shit on on stream, right? on on camera. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we, no. we, we want you to go do that before stream, but you can at least, you can at least take one for the team and, and pee while we're recording. Yeah, yeah. Or just go in the chair, man. Put some, put some saran wrap down. Just, just go where you're sitting. <laughs> put some saran wrap down and a and like a hospital bucket underneath. You, you, yeah, yeah, like a uh, bedpan. Bed you pan. catch as much as you can and you mop up the rest later, okay? Because I need that, <laughs> yeah, that right. level of commitment there. You guys have those nice hardwood floors for a reason. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so we have two pieces of news left. And like I said, the, the one we can start talking about because I'm sure he's going to fucking hate it, which is the WandaVision trailer. Yeah. I really actually don't know how you feel about it because we haven't talked about it. Uh, I know exactly 
how interested I am in the answers somewhere in the middle oh hey how's it going buddy hey uh much better now very good if you if you get any packages from amazon in the next few days just open them don't ask questions yeah. just open, open them. them follow the instructions <laughs> yeah all right i mean i will <laughs> <laughs> i mean this sounds fun so <laughs> so why would i not play along actually let's save that for last because in the interest of keeping segments that are related close by we can jump right into the amazon gaming service more more gaming industry yeah. news so Amazon is launching a quick introduction, a gaming service called Luna. I, I mean, honestly, it's just another cloud gaming service to me. The only thing that stood out to me at all was the controller. Um, they, they're releasing their own controller, as most of these services have been. Stadia did it. Um, and the reason for that is this, it's called cloud direct technology, but it's, it's actually kind of a neat concept. So the controller itself connects directly to Amazon's custom game servers uh, it reduces round trip latency by 17 to 30 milliseconds ver- versus even a local Bluetooth connection. Uh, and what's important about that is the name of the game with these new cloud streaming services is latency. So I was actually in the beta for um, Stadia before it came out. Uh, I was in the hospital with my wife when she was about to give birth and I was playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on a shitty laptop with a, a PS4 controller plugged into the laptop and it actually worked fine. Now, obviously, for like an FPS, there's going to be some more noticeable latency there. But this is a nice um, Google obviously has the capability to also harness their server farms to try and reduce latency. And they did. But this is a nice selling point because they're like, well, it doesn't even mm-hmm. fucking matter. It syncs to our gaming service. You can switch screens whenever the fuck you want. You can uh, pull it up on your phone and go take a shit with the controller and not skip a beat. You know what I mean? Hit pause. Um, what yeah. do you guys how do you guys feel about it? I feel that there are too many like game clients out there now. It's the same thing with, you know, like Netflix was made because uh, uh, cable was so convoluted. Right. And um, now you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have fucking Amazon Prime, you have HBO Max. You have so many things you have to navigate to see, like if a thing is on there before you just outward like rent it. I think it's like super annoying. That's really my only stance on on the new gaming thing. Like, I want to see it work. I want to see a new games launcher work. Um, but it, 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 it's just too much. It's it's there's like there is there is and there's deals spread across all of them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like what games on what platform is really at the end of the day, like <clears throat> yeah. the question. So whoever's going to come out victorious is the one who can provide the most content on it for the decent, most decent. Yeah. price. Right. Now, yeah. uh. I I was just going to say, I miss Steam being the fucking one, like the king of games. Like you just have one thing. That's all you have to worry about. It really still is, though. That's true. I buy everything. That's very true. I'm still I'm still like that guy back against the wall who refuses to download the Epic Game Store. No matter how many like carrots on a stick they dangle in front of me. I'm like, fuck you. No. Good move. I respect you for that. I'm going to pay $20 out of pocket right now in spite of you to buy Grand Theft Auto. I'm never going to play it on PC, but now I have it. and I didn't get from you. (laughs) Suck my uh, no, but, I, but I think what's cool about this one is that it, it, it's set up in the same way that like a lot of cable TV is, which I know we said cable is very convoluted, but being able to pick which types of games you want to play, which packages you're interested cool. in, and then allow, allowing the, the channels that you know, source those games to set their own prices. Yeah. So as, as Amazon's price for their basic package, which I think comes with 200 games a month, those are mostly going to probably be old AAA titles that people have already played. If you miss the boat on, you can play them again, or if you want to replay something. Right, right. Uh, you're not going to be in day ones more than more than one or two day ones you know what i mean because like how can you charge six dollars a month and then give people fifty dollar titles right. 
Uh, it's the same kind of thing you have with Xbox's Game Pass. That's, I think that's a large reason they bought out Bethesda, too, to kind of call back to that. Now all those games from day one, whatever, whatever, whenever the sequel to Skyrim drops or a Doom sequel, or if, if somehow me, me finding religion again and praying brings us a, a evil within part three, that'll be on Game Pass. Um, but it, it's, about, it's about like ways of representing different kinds of content. Like me as somebody who loves to play more first-person horror games or you know, someone who prefers shooters, you can subscribe to those packages and those channels, again, set their own competitive rates. Right. You know what I mean? So like, who's to say if, if, if multiple channels will get the same games and be able to compete for pricing or not? We're not really sure how the market's going to work yet. Right. Uh, but I think, I think out of all the ones that exist, this is the one that I would be, I would be the most excited about. Uh, but still, I, I'm, I prefer to own things instead of renting them. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, There's, if you buy, you pay for it once and you have it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it really like you said, it's a measure of content. I, the channel thing is a good point to bring up. They also uh, let you with the base Luna package. They let you stream on two devices at a time, which I think is something that you can't do on Stadia, which is nice. Uh, so you know, you're really buying it for you and potentially someone else in the house that you might have, uh, you know, whether that be a roommate or a, a kid or whatever. That could be neat. I also like the idea uh, as a new ish father with a kid who's going to be interested in video games within the next five years that there's a product out there. It's not a console. I can subscribe to a service and go, here's a controller and your iPad leave dad alone on his computer. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't play on my computer, kid. Leave me alone. I love you so much. Uh, I just realized you're wearing a teenage mutant ninja turtle. That's right, because I am mature. That's exactly why. I mean, (laughs) And I'm wearing a Star Fox shirt, so I can't talk That's shit on very anybody. nice. And all those listening to the audio-only version, I'm very sorry. We try to avoid visual cues, but you know what? Yeah. I'm just wearing a V-neck, so clearly I'm the cunt of the group. <laughs> well, he's wearing a V-neck with the nipple holes cut out, so he can, he can pinch them whenever yeah. he jits on the MCU. Right. It also asks yeah. this chap, which you can't see that. clamp him. If you subscribe to the, uh, the Patreon monthly, we'll show you the picture of his assless chaps. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the last topic we have to talk about could very well be a decisive one. A divisive one. Sorry, misspoke. The WandaVision trailer. I don't know how any of you feel about this, and I'm going to take my opinion and go last. So, Derek, out the gate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I'm I'm actually happy to open on this okay. one because um, I, I want to be unperverted <laughs> by your opinions. Uh, I think, and it, it deserves a preface. I think that the uh, Wanda and Vision in the movies were like D-list heroes. I think they were kind of boring. I feel like they made them. Um, a romance in Infinity War because they wanted to have that like impacting moment at the end, which you have to have that. I get that, but I felt like it was forced and cheap. Um, that being said, like I put off watching this trailer until today because I was like, I know I'm gonna fucking hate it. I'm gonna think it's dumb. I think that the uh, superhero in general like doesn't work as a show. It's like short form is good in a movie. It's like you get it, the punch happens, and it's over. You go home. Um, that being said, I watched that trailer today and I was like, this looks pretty fucking good. Oh, like, shit. I, I, I was psyched for it. Yeah. The reversal. No, it, I, I, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That, uh, I, I thought it was, I, I'm not like, like, I'm not like cooming over it. I don't have like sticky thighs or anything, but I, I'm, I'm going to watch it when it drops. Yeah. Uh, I, what I like about it is, um, it seems a bit freaky, right? Like when they keep oh, saying yeah. at the one dinner scene, um, Oh, we just moved from, and then they're, they're just like lost. Like they don't know what to yeah, say. It's, oh, when'd you move here? Oh, we, we've lived in this town for, and they just can't quite answer. Right. Uh, there's the scene where vision um, approaches the woman in the car and she's like, are you dead? Well, what would force you to say that? Cause you're dead. Right. Uh, I, I, I thought like all that stuff was like weird and jarring enough. 
and it has this uh like ode to 50s television oh yeah i don't know the whole thing like the 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 aura of it was just like enticing dude like i'm into it i I, i'm gonna watch it i mean and and just a couple notes before scott gives his uh, opinion too is that so it's really kind of the series as a whole is really kind of diving into the depths of wanda maximoff's scarlet witch's powers because she's got the ability to literally manipulate space and time. But all we've ever seen her do is, is telekinesis and throw shit at people most of the time, except for her first introduction when she planted evil ideas in everybody's minds as a MacGuffin. Um, The show has (laughs) got an interesting cast of characters. Uh, Evan Peters is in it. Uh, Evan Peters, who was Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. People were saying that maybe they're going to have a crossover because it's sort of Wanda's known. She's also going to be in a multiverse of madness, a Dr. Strange sequel. She's very much known for, I mean, House of M is a huge comic storyline where she literally uh, deletes all the, um, you know, mutants out of the MCU um, mm-hmm. comics universe. Sorry. Uh, obviously, Paul Bettany as Vision, and we're going to figure out how he's back to life. But the answer is probably going to be spoopy Scarlet Witch powers because she can do whatever the yeah. fuck she wants, basically. Um, Kat Dennings is in it as Darcy Lewis from the Thor films. I didn't know that. I did not see her in the trailer. And I'm very curious wow. to see how she fits in. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I'm uh the woman in the car you were talking about is Catherine Hahn. Uh I sneaking suspicion she's got a role in whatever's going on there because there was some links to Agnes, which is a witch in the comics or some shit. I didn't read the whole arc myself, but I looked up some notes about it. Um Yeah, it seemed like she was like when the uh, husband was questioning, she kept saying like stop or something like that. Yeah, and then we also know that there's gonna be an adult Monica Rambo, who's the the little girl from from Captain Marvel. Um and then I think Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange is going to show up at least at some point. So there's a lot going on here and it's, it looks like it's the potential to kind of set the stage for what, whatever they're going to do moving forward in the MCU with the universe. I mean, maybe they use the series to introduce the X-Men who, who who knows how it wraps up. I I am also very interested to see how it plays out and much uh, like you said, the superhero long format. I've always been for that. The, the like daredevil was one of my favorite Marvel Netflix shows. I didn't like the other ones very much, but when you, I think it only makes them better because it actually gives them time to flesh out those characters. Sure. A lot of daredevil could have been fucking clipped off and to make it a smoother show, but you get so much time with him to understand motivations and traumas and all that shit. I feel like it only makes the character more well-rounded as opposed to movies who sometimes are overstuffed and have to do too much and therefore fail because of it. Right. How about you, Scott? Uh, I, I'm kind of the polar opposite end from you oh. guys. Uh, like, Ooh. Like, the uh, double I mean, reversal. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, like, <laughs> like I, I, completely, yeah. I completely agree with Derek in the fact that, like, the, the relationship between uh, Vision and Wanda or, you know, it, it just felt disingenuous. It felt, it felt forced. I didn't... Terrible. I couldn't, under, I couldn't understand that, like, what she would have seen in him because he had, there was no, there was nothing there to right. love. He was, he was a, he was a soul. Like he had a few quips here and there, but he, there, there didn't seem to be any depth to him. Any, like any tenderness between them. It felt like it was just there again. To, so you can have that impactful moment at the end. And somehow watching Tom Holland turn to dust in Robert Downey Jr.'s arms. Wasn't enough, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like for me, that was just like, Oh my God. Like I was, I was Mike Myers as the old Jewish woman on SNL. Like I got all the clips. Uh, you know, you're like, I'm a little bit clipped right in my, now. Oh my God. In my opinion. Oh, oh. In my opinion, and I'm sorry to interject. I know you're making your points. The only good part about Vision 
from a dialogue perspective in any Marvel movie is a joke that doesn't even directly reference him. It's at the end of Age of Ultron when they're talking about how he could lift the hammer and they go, what about if you put the hammer in the elevator? Is the elevator worthy? And I chuckled. (laughs) And to me, that's the only thing that Vision does for me that I go, that was cool. <laughs> See, I, I, I loved I loved Paul Bentley as the as the voice of Jarvis though. Fair, but I thought his performance I thought his performance as Jarvis as the AI pre Age of Ultron was better than his performance as the Vision at any point in those somehow movies. has yeah. more. He was pretty flat. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I get that his character is supposed to be that way, but if his character is supposed to be the way, how my, my understanding uh, to to just parenthetically, to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, is that all the makeup had him so distracted that he had to like teach himself meditating no like i read this he it, it yeah. like fucked him up it made him break out and shit like oh, that shit. and he would sit in between takes in this trailer and meditate and just think about how like there were other millions of other people uh-huh. who would want that role to distract himself from the fact that this makeup was driving him fucking insane fuck. literally so like i feel like that kind of like uh uh made him as robot robotic as he needed to be but i i just wanted to throw that in there yeah um, I, I mean, I, I only care about this story, this narrative as it relates to Multiverse of Madness because I'm I'm excited to see an actual horror movie in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, I think I think when the MCU take takes, and I, I know Derek doesn't think they take very many, but when they take risks, when they do, when they do, like, like, like we we could argue all day, but Captain America: Civil War. If you believe in that universe, if you care, it has the same emotional weight as like you know a military espionage movie, like or like. Like I don't know, like fucking like a, a Mission Impossible type deal, kind of. Uh, you have Ant Man, who's which is a great heist film, uh, and with with you know uh, the recent release of uh, New Mutants, you had an attempt at a, a comic book horror movie that kind of fell flat, but it, did, it didn't have it didn't have a full arc to it. I think was the biggest problem with 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 this with with uh, WandaVision, We have a, a t- like a a slow burn to build up that that spooky vibe. I mean, it seems like from the trailer, it is going to be. Like bordering on that creepy supernatural yeah, yeah. kind of vibe. So by the time we get to to uh, you know multiverse of madness, they don't have to pull punches. Right. It can be like what it can be like fucking horror. Like people know what to expect by the time that drops, right. and they don't have they don't have to ease you into it. Like Bugs Bunny into a into a, you know Yosemite Sam's pot. You know what I mean? I was waiting to see <laughs> how that, that payoff was coming. That that, 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 little, that big toe, like that little ah, 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 he slides in. Okay. You know, you you can hear it in your fucking head. I right can. Now. I, I know can. you can. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead. No, I mean that's that's basically it. Like, I, 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 I'm excited for Multiverse of Madness. I think anything that's going to help support that film uh, and build the world that it has to exist in, without us having to spend a half hour to an hour getting into what's going right. on there, uh, is only going to benefit that film. And I'm really excited to see a genuine horror film in the MCU uh, and to see what they do with it. See if they maybe lean closer towards an R rating. Now that they've also been flirting with the idea of making Blade a hard R within the MCU canon. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would like to see him push push some some envelopes. Push a little. You know. That'd be cool. I agree. Yeah. Uh, some things that are worth pointing out. It looked like she was um, as sort of things broke down around her, the the dinner guests that you were talking about. Um, it looked like they cut to like different sitcom eras. So there was the 50s, 60s thing, which was, I think, the major focus of the trailer. But then there was a yeah. shot that looked a whole fucking lot like Roseanne, like that kind of era of sitcoms. <laughs> like they, they flashed through like a couple, uh, you know, sitcom settings, so to speak. So it's interesting to see. We're clearly inside of you know her mind, or 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 she's literally warping all reality around her, which is dangerous as fuck. Um, and yeah. seeing, you know, we don't know who's involved in this. We don't know if it's literally her going crazy because she might have saved everything by helping the Avengers stop Thanos, but she has nothing afterwards. You know, which was 
in my opinion, one of the more badass parts of the fight in the end of Endgame because you hadn't seen her up until that point, and all of a sudden she pulls up to Thanos and just starts fucking him up, and you realize very quickly, oh right, she's one of the only people there that could just pull him apart, like fucking <laughs> to to uh, quote one of my favorite internet uh, gags of all time, pull him apart like soft bread. And uh, I don't know if anyone gets that fucking reference, but what a hundred percent. Pull me apart like soft bread. Uh, <laughs> stop, stop me with your, with your kind boots. Uh. Wearing my shoes. Um, anyway, so uh, when you see her, you know, go to t- and you're like, oh shit, she could literally kill this man right fucking now because she's got that much power. And of course it's like a bullshit, like, blank slate to do whatever you want because her power scale is so high but at the same time that's interesting to me someone who's you don't get to see it a lot and then in a moment like that she breaks it out so the whole series to kind of flesh out one her powers her family all the loss and tragedy that she's gone through up until this point and then to see what ends up ultimately taking place in this series what what universe altering things are going to happen moving forward so yeah uh, I mean, I, I, and the like the the Truman Show aspect of it is what's most interesting to me is that they're mean, like yeah. clearly, you know, throughout that trailer, they're realizing that like something is is weird. That kind of stuff really freaks me out like that, that uh, uh, that ploy, like just kind of like gets through and fucking freaks me out. So I'm I'm interested to see like what they'll do with that. I don't know how it'll play into whatever like phase two is. Right. Um, I honestly don't really care for whatever phase two is, but this show, like this trailer, genuinely, I think it looks good. I think it looks enjoyable. Uh, I have a theory, if oh, I may. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, potential spoilers, but the, the odds of me being right are slim to fucking none. Uh, but my, my, my thinking is that the reason she didn't successfully tear Thanos apart at the end of Endgame is because she isn't as powerful as she is in the comics yet. Oh. And that uh, we, we've, seen, we've seen before in comic books and in, and in real life that trauma tends to amplify emotion. Uh, and her powers are based on her emotions. When, she's, when she like, reaches in and she's angry over the death of Vision, we see her stronger than she's ever been while she's fighting Thanos. Yeah. Uh, who, who's to say that, that her, her warping of reality is, isn't some unintentional delusion because uh, her powers are amplifying with all the trauma she's been through. She could be going through some kind of like, deep-seated psychosis and it's manifesting physically around her. Right. Uh, and we, we could see that be a buildup that leads into the multiverse of madness where her power is so great that it's, it's altering reality all you know, all around, maybe the only person who can see what's going or on stop her. is Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, or stop her is Doctor Strange. That's interesting. I think mm-hmm. that would, I think that would be a cool buildup, but also to see like, like how how the worst of her fears and her hate and her anger could manifest itself physically in a horror movie. If that's if that's the way they go with it, I think that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty cool idea for sure. Definitely. Um, all right, guys. Final thoughts. Anything else you want to add about that? Let me wrap this bad boy up. No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, mean uh, I mean, usually we can't shut the fuck up. This is uh, this is weird. <laughs> well, that's uh, I'm gonna rate I'm gonna rate this one uh, seven incel jars of cum out of ten. Uh, it's Coomb. Thank you. Oh, oh Coomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coomb. Now, if if the listeners want to, want to chime in on this whole Coomb Coomb debate, how, how can they reach us? How can they? Yeah, how can they reach I feel like we great question, Scott and Derek. Uh, if you guys want to write in and ask us any questions, or write in and tell us we're all fucking wrong about our theories and thoughts, you can reach us at questions at uh, thecynicalnerd.com. The podcast will be going up at thecynicalnerd.com, and then all podcast directories that you might use. We're also going to have a video version published to our YouTube channel, which is mm. on YouTube now. Now, Chris, what video directories would, or sorry, what, what audio directories would those be? Would that be like Spotify? Uh, wherever you and- get your podcast. I'm talking, I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Google. I'm talking Spotify Ooh. slash Anchor. Uh, I'm talking Stitcher, whatever the fuck that is. It's one of them. 
you might someone someone out there uses it you know or you can just grab ye old rss feed and uh and, and snag it that way pull it into any of your podcasting applications um you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the cynical nerd and uh you know that's gonna wrap it up my you know my name is chris you can find me at twitch.tv slash tcn please scott where can they find you uh my name is scott you can find me at swearwolf at uh, twitchtv.com and derek and my name is dr gary gloom and you can find me at twitch.tv backslash dr gloom md oh, oh, oh the md is very important oh shit there, there's no.com i forgot there's no.com I'm, I'm still in that mixer state of mind i'm still like no, yeah. talking about before <laughs> You know what I mean? I did that the other night and someone like really shredded me. They were like, dot com, you fucking idiot. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll talk next week. And uh, everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, guys. Schmeg Ryan. <laughs>